Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. We got Graceffo and McKeon, two of the top producers in the history of radio engineering this broadcast from CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Darwin Zook is like a major league talent, and he chooses to do the updates during the Saturday night huge show, an ultimate sign of New York respect. He'll be by in another 27 minutes. I do want to take first impressions if it's the first time you've watched the XFL or maybe if this is your second go-around. I was Googling Bill Simonson, Chicago Enforcers, which was the XFL team in Chicago. And that would be 19 years ago. Man, 19 years ago. In the press release, you know, with the Chicago Enforcers logo they played at Soldier Field. The XFL Chicago Enforcers named radio broadcast team. ESPN Radio 1000 play-by-play duties will be handled by current ESPN Radio personality Bill Simonson. Joining Simonson in the color analyst role will be former Chicago Bears standout and member of their Super Bowl championship team, Otis Wilson. Rounding out the broadcast team will be ESPN Radio's Lou Canellis, who will handle sideline reporting. Yeah, and when it launched, man... They had good crowds initially. I think the first game we did was down at the Citrus Bowl, which is site now the Capital One Bowl in Orlando. They had like 40,000. Jeff Brom, head coach at Purdue, was a quarterback for Orlando. And there was, at the time, with how big the NFL is, okay, and you look at baseball, and we talked about this last hour, with how many people go to minor league games. The interest in all the evolution, you see the almost every city in America has some sort of minor league ballpark. The NFL is king, and a second league has always tried somewhere. Arena football had a window, and it was you know getting on ABC with the Arena Bowl, and then they changed the seasons, and they changed the timing of it, and they they, and then the NFL reported who was going to buy it, and they backed out. And then the XFL was before that, and McMahon, he, I had a chance to talk with him. He's brilliant. He's a marketing genius. But they put it in prime time. They didn't let it grow. I think the Nashville Network or Spike TV, if I'm trying to remember the 
auxiliary networks, but they really put it in NBC on Saturday nights, and they thought they would be the NFL. And it was a bad move, and also trying to install soap opera storylines, the football fan didn't want it. If you watch the XFL 30 for 30, man, it was spot on. And I, I, I was there riding shotgun that whole year. And we we stayed first class. We flew first class because Otis Wilson knew everybody in Chicago. We went to you know the old Meadowlands, Liberty Bowl in Memphis, old Legion Field where Alabama. I would play some guy. I think was that Alabama Auburn, or they would play some games there at old Legion Field in Birmingham, middle of a neighborhood, just like Liberty Bowl was. You know, went out to L.A. Coliseum a couple of times. It was cool. It felt big because McMahon wanted everything big, but they just they didn't need to put it in prime time initially. Let it grow. And they had some quirky things, and you know the the scramble at the beginning on who got the ball first. So I didn't have a lot of anticipation on this second go around with the XFL. So after watching college basketball, getting a little downtime. I tuned in today, and I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't have high expectations. And the XFL has put franchises in Washington, D.C., Dallas, Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, New York, St. Louis, Houston, and Seattle, all based on you know getting markets with TV ratings. I think Fox, ESPN, ABC doing it. And then what I really liked was the one thing that stood out immediately. It was like that AAF, the Association of American Football, I like the Sky Judge from Game 1. And they just didn't have the financial backing or or the talent. You could already see the talent here in the XFL is better than what the AAF was. And I think it's because they gave some credibility this go-around Instead of McMahon, they had, you know, Oliver Luck in on the XFL, and it it seems to be well thought out. And I'm telling you, there's a rule with the kickoffs, and the NFL is looking at this, well, we should take it away. No, man. I'm telling you right now that this XFL kickoff, the kicker kicks from the 30-yard line and must kick the ball in the air and in play between the opponent's 20-yard line and the end zone. The coverage team lines up on the return side 35-yard line, and the return team lines up five yards away on the 30-yard line. Each team must have exactly three players outside the hash marks on both sides of the ball and cannot move until the ball is caught by the returner. So you, you, you don't get... 260-pound men running four or 540s, running in, getting a 40-yard, 20-yard head start. It's five yards. So the guy catching the ball can get a little head start. These guys are blocking. And I, I think it was wonderful. Out-of-bounds kicks and kicks that fall short of the 20-yard line will result in an illegal procedure penalty, taking the ball all the way out to the kicking team's 45-yard line. 
Players can move when the ball is touched by the returner or three seconds after the ball touches the ground. The official waves his hand down when the players can officially move. If the ball is kicked into the end zone and is down, it is a major touchback, and the ball is placed at the return side 35-yard line. Now, that's cool. Now, McKeon and Graceffo are back at CBS. Graceffo, you said earlier when we were talking off air that that new kickoff rule stuck out to you, and it's something the NFL should start this fall. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's gonna get. It's gonna be hard for them to do something so radical after they've done the same thing for you know basically a hundred years. But if they want to keep the kickoff in the game, and they don't, and they want to eliminate this goofy idea of let's start every possession from the twenty-five that some other league did that failed. Uh, I I mean, it's a viable thing to think about. You want to reduce collisions. This does that. You want to make sure the kickoff return is still a play that. Uh, Takes takes precedent in a football game. This does that. McKeon, what do you think of day one, weekend one of the second go around with the XFL? I I watched a little bit of it, and what I take out of it, I think it's going to do well actually. And the reason is because it looks like they're not. It looks like the first time that came out. Now, take in mind, I was three years old the first time it came out. But when the first time it came out, they were trying to compete with the NFL. They were trying to be a new football league. Now they're not trying to do that. Now they know their place. They know what they're trying to do. They know what they're trying to be, and people will accept that a little more often. And I think the embracing gambling angle is a good way to go with this, actually. The NFL hasn't fully embraced it yet. They've inched it more closer to inside the game. But they've actually, the XFL has embraced it. They're putting lines on the television. I think that will actually help the growth of the sport. Yeah, the one thing I didn't like, the halftime show where they tried to take inside the locker room. You don't know the players. Some of the coaches have some recognizability, if that's a word. What I think the halftime should be is about the other games and the betting line and talking about the gambling. I'm serious. That's what I think their halftime should be. Really in-depth and not only talking about the gambling for that XFL, but talking about the lines for... Uh, NBA or NHL that night or soccer and really bring everybody to that halftime show. And, and all the upcoming lines of the games coming up and the over-unders and get an expert or a Vegas insider on why he likes you know Dallas over Tampa Bay, right? Because they tried to do that locker room and you, you're like, I don't recognize the players. Yeah, I saw, okay, who's this coach? Right? <laughs> you're I know they're trying to be different, and I thought with some and talking to the players right away after a play, walking off the field, I almost felt the TV coverage at times they were forcing it too much when they don't have to. And the one thing I do like about the league this time is that they started up the weekend after the NFL ended. And see, what I thought they should have done, and this is my... You're locked in on Mondays, on Monday Night Football, that they should have had a game. So Super Bowl ends on last Sunday night. Their very first game in the XFL, they should have thrown on Monday night on one of the ESPN family and networks. Didn't necessarily need to be on ESPN or ABC. But it could have been on ESPN, too, where you've been used to watching Monday Night Football 
most of the season outside of the playoffs, and you just had the Super Bowl the day before. That's what I would have done to launch the league. But I, again, I, I thought the announcers, because you're not familiar with a lot of coaches, teams, players, style, rules, everybody was kind of tiptoeing through it. But there's an upside. And I think what Graceffo said 30 minutes ago, I think it can stick. The one thing I wonder, if you're already in cities with NFL teams, you know, St. Louis lost theirs to Arizona. I know you want the big markets because they want TV ratings, and you have, I think, Fox and ESPN, ABC involved. I just, I, I don't know, like you guys are in New York. Has there been any talk about the New York Guardians besides me right now? Graceffo, McKeon, any talk? Sorry, Bill? Any talk about the New York Guardians or the XFL in New York City? Uh, very, very little. Very little. Um, I really don't think it's going to – people are going to have to see stuff here. Like, they're going to have to be to see what it actually is before they get invested. I mean, you have to realize we have nine other sports – nine other sports teams here. So, I mean, this market is just oversaturated with sports well, they're doing it for – they're putting them in these bigger markets for TV – potential TV ratings and reach. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that there's no Chicago team. Um, I'm surprised that the the amount of, like, validity they gave to St. Louis football in the first game. Like, oh, we're, ha- we're so happy that football is back in St. Louis. Like, St. Louis was this giant football market. Uh, I mean, I get, what they, I get what they're trying to do. That's really great that – you know, the people of St. Louis have a football team they can root for again, but, you know, let's not make St. Louis out to be this big football market like yeah. as, it was, as it was. The only thing I would do is that, you know, they're doing a short halftime, 10 minutes. I'd make that all about gambling and lines on the XFL games. I would. I didn't, I would. I didn't mind the locker room thing. I thought the locker room thing was cool. Uh, you know, you don't really get that access. Like, the, uh, the, the great thing about this league is going to be the access. You have access everywhere you go. You probably don't want to talk to the kicker after he just shanked a field goal, maybe not five seconds after he shanks a field goal, because you don't know what he's going to say. And we uh, we learned that lesson today with one of the offensive linemen. You really don't know what these guys are going to say five seconds after a play. But uh, the access is just unparalleled. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and they're, they're tiptoeing on what they want to do and not want to do, and they're walking in with the new rules and the new access. And I get that. I wasn't looking for perfection. Uh, but I, I really think the gambling angle for people who aren't familiar with the teams, even the cities where the team's at, uh, I doubt you're going to get – maybe if a team starts out 5-0, and you might get a bandwagon ripple effect. But I believe posting the lines, the over-unders, the gambling side of this, you know, when you look at if these stadiums that will be in states or cities that – have legalized gambling in the state where you could bet at the games first before the NFL does it, things like that. I think that's their go zone, personally. I do. I think it's I think it's their money zone and and keep hammering it. So I do want to get the feedback uh, from all of you. Did you watch any of the XFL today? First impressions on the second go around by that league. How long do you think it will last? Would you say, Graceffo, at least two or three years? Yeah, I have no doubt 
that with the backing and the football people they have running the show here, that this league will be around for at least three seasons. Uh, there's an appetite for a true second league. I mean, arena football has disappeared. AAF didn't have the money, and they tried to go into markets that didn't have teams, and I think that hurt it where, you know, you don't get the TV ratings, you don't have the money, uh, you're going to fold. I still love the sky judge that they did, and I love this kickoff rule in the new XFL. So I'll take your feedback, one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, one eight five five two one two four two two seven is sponsored by Geico. Whether you own or rent, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work. So get a quote at Geico.com easy. Now, your first impressions on the Second Chance XFL League of professional football. What do you think today? Did you watch any of it? How long will it last? Christopher back at CBS Sports Radio, he thinks it's around for a while. ESPN Fox behind it. ESPN ABC Fox, their family of networks. I thought the product was decent football. Consider we just watched the Super Bowl six days ago. So your first impressions on weekend one, what did you like? What needs some work? What could the NFL adopt that you've seen this weekend? I said the kickoff. So you can join us at one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. You tell me if you watched any of it. Because we're we're kind of quasi excited. I can you know, I been around Gusefo for a couple of years, and he's a straight shooter, and he, he sees something there. I felt it after doing play-by-play for the Chicago Enforcers previously. I see something there. But, you know, 5 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, are you going to sit down and watch it? Are you going to bet on it with more states having – Legalized sports wagering. Because what's happening here is these states get legalized sports wagering. Can you do it yet, Graceffo or McKeon? Would you guys know with New Jersey, like over at MetLife Stadium, can you make bets at the stadium yet? Um, Not in the physical stadium, but the, the, there's a racetrack in the parking lot of the stadium that has a sports book inside of it. So if you're at the racetrack, you can do it, but there aren't kiosks in the stadium yet. So when people are pulling up to like MetLife Stadium, the tailgate, do a lot of people roll into that sports book and place their from, NFL from bets? What I, from what I've heard, um, like Jets and Giants games are packed prior to the game, a half hour, hour before the game, so people can put their bets in. So the, the racetrack is packed before the game. You could also, they have apps on your phone where you could put it in too. Because I went to a Jets game earlier this year, and I actually bet the second half while I was sitting in my seat at halftime waiting for the second half to start. Yeah, so you can go... Yeah, either because they do it on the app in Jersey, only within the state line. So a lot of people from New York will cross the river over in the Jersey 
and they're able to gamble legally, right? Yeah, a lot of that's a very popular thing that people do here now because if you're in New York, you still can't gamble legally. And something I've heard also, the new stadium that's opening up in Las Vegas for the Raiders, they're going to have kiosks at the at the um, concourses where you can actually walk up to the kiosk and place a bet. Yeah, and that's why I think is coming at MetLife and the NFL, and they're probably figuring out their cut that they want to get off of it before they allow the kiosk in that you're going to, wherever there's legalized sports gambling, uh, what's the number? I know Michigan is going to start it uh, at the – Sports books at casinos in March. Online app betting for sports will start first of the year, 2021. I think the number of states is up to 12. So you're going to see that at Major League ballparks, NBA arenas, NHL arenas. It's going to be when when the leagues are going to cut deals with somebody and get a cut of it. You know it's coming, and it's right? And that's where that's where the XFL can be on the forefront here. What I said earlier is they need to make that gambling one of the biggest things they push in the broadcast. You know, my idea where they normally have a rules official like on CBS or Fox, they should have a gambling guy or woman that is telling them about second-half bets uh, late in the second quarter during that halftime break. Uh, quarter bets, however, whatever they're lining up on books for the XFL. And to your point, that they like that's what we have to acknowledge. That's the reason why football is so popular. Like gambling, uh, being around foot, being for gambling being centric inside football is one of the things that makes it so popular because there's debate weekly on the lines of the games, the over unders, the prop bets that you can place in the different games. That's what makes football so big compared to other sports that don't have that have lines, but it's not as intriguing. That's part of what March March Madness is so great. Yeah, exactly. Gamble on it. Oh yeah, the gambling is what elevated March Madness. Now fantasy football into the one day fantasy leagues. Let's get some huge opinions from the audience on their first impressions on the second go around of the XFL. Chris in Louisville, Kentucky. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Uh, good act. Good morning to you, gentlemen. Back at you, my friend. Uh, yeah. Um. Um, I'm a big football purist, and I really think I would listen to your argument, and I think as a football purist, the gambling just takes away from the game. Because as a kid, I grew up wanting to play in a pro league. And what makes football great is the children growing from one level to the next. And the product that I saw on the football field was excellent football play. I saw you know, some second-rate players, but the play in itself was great. What I really love is the timing, as you, you said, if, if you'd have had the game on a Monday night. I just like the fact that they are not competing with the NFL. I think if they would have shifted it a little bit more toward baseball, because let's be honest, no one really watches – I mean, be honest, no one really watches baseball because you can go to sleep and wake up and still be haven't made to the seventh inning stretch yet. So what I'm going to say is, in time, as long as they get the exposure and they can put out a great product, kids won't care nothing about gambling. College kids don't care any bad thing about gamblers because I don't have the money to go gambling with. So that's more for older people who understand the gambling nature. However, I also say this: the XFL would do exceptionally well because they have nobody to compete with at, at this time. The only time they're going to have to worry about is March Madness. I live in Kentucky, and I turned it away from Louisville, and I turned it away from Kentucky. 
to watch the F- XFL, and I'm a Kentucky everything fan. So just because I'm a football purist, and and I think that Vince McMahon has a product, and as long as you put up an exceptional product, Martin Luther King said, if you build your house in the in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to your front door if you if the world needs you. And right now, the world wants football. Well so said. Chris, thanks for the call in Louisville, Kentucky. Appreciate it. To the other callers online, we do have one final segment. I promise we'll get to your huge opinions. Your first impressions on round two of the XFL, second go-around. You can join us live at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. We are back live across North America on a Saturday night, early Sunday morning, depending on where you're listening. We do have McKeon and Graceffo back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Final 13 minutes together. What do you think of the XFL? If you're a football fan and you were there 19 years ago, Second go-around for the XFL. I was pleasantly surprised, would be my description. Liked the new kickoff. Didn't think it was too gimmicky. Thought the TV was exploring new ways and trying to bring you things that they haven't brought you. And they'll streamline or streamline that. They have pros who know what they're doing. So let me know uh, what you what you thought. First impressions of the XFL on Saturday. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. One reminder: today at five Eastern, two Pacific, or that would be Sunday if you're listening on the West Coast. Major League Rugby returns to the CBS Sports TV network. For an all-new season, as San Diego battles Seattle on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports, the CBS Sports TV network. They don't have nicknames for Major League Rugby? Hell if I know, Bill. So it's hell if I know taking on Bill. Yeah. Well, they don't have, they, they need nicknames. Hell if I know is the minus three and a half point favorite. Hi, everybody. CBS Sports TV Network, Bill Simonson, along with Brian McKeon and James Graceffo. Hell if I know, is out of San Diego taking on Bill. <laughs> they don't have names? Got me. Who's writing this? McKeon, in the promotions lo- look department. up. A, I didn't know Major League Rugby existed until I read this the first time two hours ago. Well, now you know. Where do they play? They play at Rugby Land. Bill, I'll give you fifty dollars if you can name a team in Major League Rugby. The, you mean the nickname? No, no, just a full team, city and name. Well, I just read two of them. I just read it. I read, I read the Seattle's playing San no, Diego. No, give me another team. Uh, rugby towns. So you got <laughs> no. Hold on. It, it, there's because there, I played rugby for a little bit when I first went to Oklahoma. Because there's two things about rugby. Okay, let's be honest. Uh, it's physical without equipment. And you drink like crazy afterwards with the other team. Um, another city that would be a rugby town. We got Seattle. 
San Diego. You a fan of the uh, Houston Sabercats? Is that a rugby team? Yeah. What's San Diego's nickname? Standby. Seattle has to be like the Seattle Smokers. No, the Seattle Seawolves. No, those names don't fit rugby teams. San Diego Legion. Yeah, now that 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 fits. He, rugby was that was that's a tough sport, man. Like at least give me some originality here, because you got like the, and the the New York team is Rugby United New York. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. That nah, sounds you can't like call your team rugby. It's like calling a football team in New York New York football. You got to be like the Crushers or something, you know. Like teams have like, well, that's like sevens, isn't that some? That's a the rugby team, like the sevens tournament or whatever they New call England it. Free Jacks. Yeah, some you know. We got to be, but I remember playing. You would the girls love the rugby players, and then you'd hang out like in Norman, Oklahoma. You'd play a college team from like SMU. So either you would go down there and play and spend a night or vice versa. And it was a party afterwards. It was physical. You know, you're still 18, 19, testosterone's flying. And it would be awesome. And the girls loved the sorority girls because we were a fraternity, but not a typical fraternity. We're kind of one of those out there fraternities, borderline animal house and they loved the rugby players. Oh, that was. But then I was just getting so jacked from you. You get crushed. I'm not lying. It's football without equipment. That's what it is. It's like playing. All right, you go out back with your buddies, and you play in someone's backyard, and you play tackle football like you used to. Or some people will do it on Thanksgiving now. That's what it was. And there's some big dudes. Who would just like, and I'm a bigger guy, but you would get like your clock cleaned at least. Yeah, that's long before the concussion era. Man, that was a good, that was a good run. My two and a half years at the University of Oklahoma. Wow. I'm going down memory lane here in the final minutes. 80 bucks to 100 bucks for a regular ticket to Major League Rugby. No one's paying that. Yeah, I I can't believe it either. I'm looking at that. What, what are they drawing for crowds for Major League Rugby? Six. Six thousand? No, 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 no. Six. You mean six people? <laughs> this is the best pub Major League Rugby's gotten on the station. So that's the why, entire time. That's why it's a hundred bucks a ticket. They they need the six people to cover the kegs between the two teams. The players get paid seven dollars and twelve cents a game. They're not eighty to a hundred dollar tickets. I swear to God, Bill, it's online. If you look online, you go to uh, MajorLeagueRugby.com on your search. A regular ticket is eighty dollars to one hundred and five dollars, and a junior ticket, which covers anyone ages three to fourteen, is thirty dollars. Does that cover you get to play in the game? Doesn't say. I've never heard of Major League Rugby until I read the. They got a cool logo for the league. They really do. They got twelve teams. Wow. I, look at that. Well. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I said the XFL's got some competition. <laughs> CBS Sports. Now, hey, you know why? Is that they all these leagues, their website is cool, too. Is that all these leagues started somewhere, all these sports, and you never know what's going to be next, right? Seriously. Think about how quick things can change with sports, with technology. So you never know. You know, if, if you if you looked at everything, and we might talk about this next week, 
and you ask yourself, what's the next big thing in sports in America? I know gambling right now as it becomes legal in states, but that's been there in Vegas and with illegal bookies. But what do you think's the next big sport that... Graceffo, how old are you? Are you 30 yet? Yeah, man, 31. All right, 31. So 20 years from now, you're 51. I won't be here, but okay, continue. Okay, well, thanks thanks for busting out the, the Jimmy G Life Planner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for... Thanks for there's a good there's a good chance. We're, we'll we'll go with 19 years then. Can All right. I, oh, you'll be here. Okay. Better chance. Look, yeah, better thank chance. You. There's a chance. Yeah, 20 so too much. In 19 years in America, what's what's the sport that's made the most headway traction that is pushing not pushing taking over the NFL that's asking a lot but uh, no sports doing that no i know i know that's what i'm saying but it's pushing to be the second most popular sport in america fan sport oh, buying man. tickets watching it on tv i really i really don't want to say some form of soccer but man the yeah. writing is on the wall it is i i think it is dude like i don't know i know it and that's not i know my kids uh are into it but that's not me i mean i'll watch you know the olympics I'll watch uh, World Cup qualifiers. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check out the English Premier League. You know, I, World Cup I'll watch because it's worldwide event. You know, I like elimination when they get to the knockout round. I think soccer. I think soccer will be drawing 50,000, 70,000 people a game. MLS, uh, they'll have European stars. They'll have the money to pay them. And that's when I think America also will make a push as men uh, to possibly be World Cup contenders. So the, day, a, the day we're breaking down MLS soccer on this radio station 19 years from now is the day that... Well, we have night. gone in this final segment from Major League Rugby to Major League Soccer. Yeah, Bill, I have a proposal. I think we should all, and by we I mean you, purchase a Major League Rugby team. Cause right and, then now we, I, and then we run it for you. Right now I think you could buy a team for like $20. So if you purchase a team, and well, no, it, you got to buy a ticket. You said are eighty to a hundred bucks. Okay, so the, so a team probably costs like five hundred bucks. Which I no, think here's is what I want to do. Major League Rugby has a Vegas weekend where all their teams play at Sam Boyd Stadium. I think that's UNLV Stadium. Yeah, all the teams are there for one week. Oh my God. Well, I think you should purchase a team and we should run it. No, that's just a big party weekend. We should try and create like the New England Patriots of Major League Rugby and just win like 30 championships. Look at that. They got like, they got parties every night. That's that's you're putting rugby. A, you're putting a lot of bros in Vegas because these guys are all bros because they these are the sports no. that bros play. The girls, they got mullets. I'm telling you, girls like PBRs. rugby players. They do. There's something about because it's you know these guys are getting it's it's manly it's like football without equipment. The next weekend we'll have the major league lacrosse tournament there. They got like I, here here are the teams: New England Free Jacks, which um, I like that name. Houston Sabercats. This is Major League Rugby. Colorado Raptors. That doesn't sound like rugby. Austin Gilronis. I don't know what that means. New Orleans Gold, Old Glory DC, Rugby Atlanta, Rugby United New York, Utah Warriors, 
Not a lot of beer drinking after the games there. Toronto Arrows, Seattle Seawolves, and San Diego Legion. Man, that's a pretty good tickets aren't eighty bucks. You're crazy. Go on the website, Bill. I'm on the website. I'm looking right now. I don't see tickets at eighty bucks. Utah Warriors. I'm looking. I don't see eighty dollar tickets. No way. That's eighty bucks. I don't think anyone's ever paid. Maybe in another country, eighty dollars for a rugby ticket. Well, definitely another country, isn't it? Huge in like Australia. Yeah, and England and uh, New Zealand. And that's it. Right, you got that? I, I didn't know. These are things. I, I don't mind learning things like this. And I got to be open. I, I, I was open to soccer long before a lot of hosts were. And and you guys, we've had our soccer insiders on this show. And when we get to the Olympics and the World Cup, I'll I'll spend an hour uh, on the national show. I'll spend the show uh, on my statewide show talking soccer. I, I get where it's going. And I agree with Graceffo. I think... 20 years from now, it's the second most popular fan and TV sport in America behind the NFL. I really do. And Major League Rugby, look at these guys. Tell me you want to you go to a bar, Graceffo. You want to bow up at your, what's your place called? Like, I'm not going to be here in 20 years. That's not years saying so much because he'll go to a bar with just about anyone. No, what's, your, your, what, what's it called? The I'm not going to be here in 20 years saloon? Yeah, that's it. That's the name. What's it called? Off the wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Twenty year to twenty year special. That's what I get. You're not, you know, and you see a rugby team in there. I think that would just pulverize you. Yeah, I think I run the other way. Ah, <laughs> uh, Graceffo, thank you for a wonderful broadcast oh, today. Oh, you got it anytime. You guys are awesome, McKeon. Uh, both of you, Pleasure's talented course. on air, off air. To the audience, we had wonderful conversation. Uh, from the Astros and the new news and the depth of cheating and the algorithms and the dark arts and the code breaker to weekend one of the XFL to Major League Soccer to Major League Rugby. It was a full show. 24-7, drop your opinions at Saturday Huge on Twitter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.